entitled The Characters, Oh, Thank God of Christmas. And I want to uh, speak to you tonight. We're going to be looking at Mary. Next week, we're going to be looking at Joseph. And then the following week, we're going to be looking at Jesus. And, and I want to encourage you, as we are now going through this holiday season, to just begin to give God praise. Do you know how you can do that? Is when somebody says happy holidays, what do you think I want you to say in return? Merry Christmas. Today I was talking with a gal on the phone, and as we were getting off the phone, she said, happy holidays. And I said, Merry Christmas. Just something that simple gives God praise. Well, tonight I want to speak to you about an event that has changed humanity forever. I want to speak to you about an event that is so powerful, literally hundreds of thousands of people have tried to disprove it. I want to speak to you about a movement that literally millions of dollars have been spent to squash it. Thousands, perhaps millions of lives have been laid down to stop it, but nobody can stop it. Hallelujah, the truth of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, I want you to know I'm thankful for Easter. I'm thankful, of course, for Thanksgiving. But there is none of that that takes place without God giving his son, Jesus Christ. And so tonight I want to speak to you for the next three weeks about the characters of Christmas. If you have your Bibles, look with me tonight at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. And I want you to hear what the word says. It says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. How many want the Lord to say that about you? Amen. <laughs> Amen. I want people to be able to see that the Lord is with Barry Young and that the Lord is with you. Verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. And can I just say tonight, God's saying that to you. Don't be afraid. Things in this world aren't where I want them to be, but God says, don't be afraid. The news says everything's going wrong with the economy, but God says, don't be afraid. <laughs> Amen. So then the word says in verse 31, you will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. I just love that verse. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. You must not have heard me. His kingdom will never end. Amen. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin and the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Do you notice how God makes a way? So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Finally, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said, then the angel left her. I want to speak to you tonight about the life of Mary 
And I want to speak to you about how her life should impact your life. How what God did in her life that God wants to do in many aspects in your life and in my life. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for your grace and mercy. God, thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, for us. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that you would help us, Father, to receive your word. Lord, I thank you that my sins are forgiven. And, Father, I ask you to speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before I get started, I want to give you a couple real quick facts. Nowhere in the word of God does the Bible say we're to pray to Mary. She carried the son of God, but she was not divine. Nowhere does the Bible say that we are supposed to idolize her. Nowhere in the word of God are we instructed that she is equal to the Lord Jesus Christ. You might be saying, Barry, why are you covering this? Because There is a major church that teaches what against what I just told you. Now we thank God for Mary, but Mary was just like you and I. She was human. But God did do miraculous things through her. So what I want to do tonight, I want to look at three aspects of her life. Let's look at the very first one in your notes. What part Mary plays in Christmas? Let's look at what part Mary plays. Let's look at the very first one. First of all, she was the virgin mother of Christ. Look at verse 27. It says she will be a virgin. Now, you might be saying, Barry, why is this a big deal? Well, it's a big deal for a couple reasons. First of all, I want you to notice, and if you're taking notes, it's not in there, but I want you to notice that God will make a solution if a solution is not there to be seen. You might be here tonight and there's certain situations going on in your life and you can't figure out how they will change. God makes a solution where no solution can be seen. So if you're here tonight, don't get discouraged because something's in your life and you can't figure out, Lord, how is it going to fall in place? If God wants it to fall in place, it will fall in place. But I want to tell you what's one of the big things here is on the cross of Golgotha, when Jesus died for you and me, for you and me, when we celebrate Easter, what made that sacrifice? It wasn't just like Dan Phillips died or Eric. Jesus was fully man and fully God. And I just want to say something here. If you ever believe that Jesus was born not of a virgin, the cross is emptied of its power. If just a regular man died for me or you, there's no power in the cross. But it's because that Jesus was fully God and fully man. He was born of a virgin. He does have the power to cancel your sins out. He does have the power to heal your heart. He does have the power to give you hope if you don't have hope in this season. Because he was born of a virgin. Let me give you the second thing. So we're looking at Mary here. Well, first of all, she was the virgin mother of Christ. Let's look at number two. She was the wife of Joseph. Look at what verse 27 that says. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. Now, can I get in your seat for a second? God is very big into marriage. God fully undebatably teaches 
sex only in marriage. Any sex out of marriage is sin. I know, I know you want me to t- preach you on prosperity night, how that you can have a Lexus over the Christmas season. And once I get that sermon together, I'm going to preach it to myself. Well, I'd probably preach a, maybe a Harley Davidson motorcycle. But, but friends, I want you to see something that, that here's what happens is that God's making a point here, even in Mary, that he's showing the importance of the covenant of marriage. There's power in that. And I want you to look here. What, look at verse 27 one more time. It says that, that, that Mary, she was a virgin to be married to a man named Joseph. Can I tell you that God is very interested in your testimony? In your testimony. Do you know what I, I believe is that the greatest sermon we can ever preach, you know what it is? Our life. The greatest sermon, if you're taking notes, man, this scripture will rock your world. Proverbs 22, one, here's what it says. It says, a good name is worth more than silver or gold. And what does that mean? That means that if we've got our testimony where we're not perfect, but we're trying to live a life that would please God, it's worth more than silver or gold. And here in this story of the birth of Christ, we see in the Gospels where Mary had a high testimony. Let's look at number three here. Number three. So what part Mary plays in Christmas? Number three, she was pregnant and giving birth. And that is why they needed a manger. Look at verse Luke 2, 7. It says, and they placed Jesus in a manger. You know what I love about the manger being the Gospels? Was Jesus the King of Kings? Do I have an amen? amen. Is Jesus the Lord of Lords? Amen. The Prince of Peace? The highly exalted one? Yes. But I believe one of the reasons he was born in a manger is so that you can know he's been where you've been. One of the reasons Jesus was born in the manger is so that we can see that he has experienced pains that we've experienced, sorrows that we've experienced, feelings of emotions that have overwhelmed us. He has experienced them. God loves us so much that his son Jesus did not just come into this world as a rich earthly ruler, but he was born in a manger. And if you're taking notes, I just want you to write this phrase below this because it's, I, 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 this phrase is just life-giving. It doesn't take a lot of man if God has all the man. I want you to know something. Because God did miracles in Mary's life, he can do miracles in your life. But Mary was completely surrendered to God. It doesn't take a lot of man if God has all the man. And pretty soon, what, what do we do in January? New Year's resolutions. You know what I want to challenge you to do? I want to challenge you to begin this month of December asking God for vision statements for 2011. Asking God to give you God-sized visions for your finances in 2011. God-sized visions for your business. God-sized visions for your marriage. God, we're going to take our marriage to a level it's never been. God-sized visions for your family. I'm preaching better than you're shouting, but that's okay. I'm going to keep going. Your quietness does not offend me and will not stop me. So let me give you number two. So we've looked at what part Mary plays in Christmas. She was a virgin. She was the wife of Joseph. And she delivered the Lord Jesus Christ in 
of absolutely the most humble setting you could. Anybody hot in here? Woo. I feel like I'm preaching on the beach, but there's no beach and people got clothes on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whoo. Number two. <laughs> Number two. So, so why are we talking about Mary night? Well, here's what I want to do. I want to get real practical here tonight. What attributes Mary exhibited that we should exhibit? So, so what do we see in Mary? You know, because I didn't want to just preach this series on Christmas because it's Christmas. I want to speak this to you because I believe that God has a word for you tonight. And here's what I want to do. I want to look at these attributes that Mary had that we should have. Let's look at the very first one here. Number one, Mary honored God with her life. Look at verse 30. You have found favor with God. Now, here's what I want you to get. Man, you ever just get it where God's Holy Spirit speaks something? I want you to get this. Let's go back to the notes because he just spoke this in my heart. Let's look at this. Mary honored God with her life. So what's verse 30 said? You have found favor with God. If you want God's favor, I want you to receive this. If you want God's favor in your finances, if you want God's favor in your marriage, if you want God's favor in whatever these hands touch, here's how you get it. Honor God with your life. That's how you get his favor. Now, now, did you get that? See, here's what favor means. Favor means that for no earthly reason, you succeed. If you're taking notes, I want you to write the word favor. Favor means for no earthly or explainable reason, you succeed. The Bible says in verse 30 that Mary had favor, but why? Because her life honored God. Now, it didn't say that Mary had favor because her lips honored God. There's a lot of people, their lips honor God, but their little booties don't. There's a lot of people that what they say is different than how they live. Don't shut me down, I'm preaching good. But, but Mary honored God. And I just want to get into your seats here for a second. The way that we treat our kids should honor God. The way that we pay our bills. Listen, if you're late paying your bills, don't tell anybody you're a Christian because it's bad testimony. <laughs> That's right. If you're not going to pay your bills on time, don't invite anybody to this church. Invite them to the Baptist church. <laughs> I'm joking, kind of. Hey, listen, if you're going to cuss at work, and you're going to tell dirty jokes at work. Don't tell anybody you go to Crown Point Church. I'm serious. It's a heart attack. Amen. You see, what God wants is that Jesus would change our life. But he can't change our life until we honor him with how we live, how we speak, how we spend our money. Man, I'm preaching good tonight. Boy, Jenny, nobody's getting it, but I'm there. I know it. I can just tell when it's there. It's there. My bald hair starts sticking up. I can just feel it. Mary honored God with her life. And here's what I want you to think about. You know when I ask you to do some vision statements for 2011? Ask God where you're not honoring him like you should. He's already speaking to me about that. He's already speaking to me about areas that I need to honor him more clearly and better. Let's look at number two. Mary's attributes what attributes did she exhibit that we need to take on? Let's look at number two. 
Look at verse 29. Mary was greatly, what's that word say? Troubled. Look at the second one. Mary did not let the opinions of others deter her from God's will for her life. Do you know what I've noticed is anytime you get church people, you know what you're going to have? Gossip. Am I right or am I right? Anytime you get people around you that call themselves Christians, you're going to get gossip. And I'll just go a step further. Anytime people are around you, I don't know what it is. Why do we like to talk about people? And even as I'm preaching this to you now, I feel guilty for gossiping because we just, I don't know what it is. We love to talk about people. But here's what Mary did. Can you imagine? She's a virgin. Now, I just want you to get into her seat for a second. She's a virgin. She's honoring God with her life. And all of a sudden, whoop, she's pregnant. Don't you think there were probably people gossiping about her? I mean, can you imagine? Well, Beverly, we notice your granddaughter's pregnant. Oh, well, she didn't have sex out of marriage. It's just the Lord. What? I mean, we like, what? And, and, and can you imagine? That's what Mary was telling people. Mary, you're not married to Joseph and you're pregnant. Well, it was the Lord. I mean, can you just imagine uh, Gary Cooley's here and he pulls somebody over for drugs and well, why are these drugs in, in your seat, officer? Um, it was the Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Mary didn't let people's opinions deter her from God's will for her life. Remember what I, I just feel like I'm supposed to talk to you about your vision statements for 2011. If God gives you a vision, it's going to be much bigger than your life. If God gives you a vision, it's going to be things that you can't accomplish without him. And I guarantee when God speaks to you, there will always be people that say you can't do it. Or that's not right. Or you're not educated enough. Or you don't have enough money. Or you don't have enough skill. But friends, Mary did not let the opinions of others deter her. And I think that's an attribute we need. You know what I love? I love it when somebody says, Barry, God's called me to do this and I'm going to do it. And you know what they actually do? They do it. As a pastor, I've seen so many people. Oh, Barry, I'm called to do this. They never get it done. Oh, Barry, I want to do this. They never get it done. Jerry, would you just raise your hand? This brother here, we had lunch a couple weeks ago. Is it feed, feed the children? Feed the, people. feed the people. If you're a life group leader, if you ever want to do ministry, Jerry, and I might not tell the story correctly, 18 years ago, God spoke to Jerry about feeding the homeless. You know what Jerry did? He started feeding the homeless. And that ministry grew and grew and grew. Churches all over this city. Now feed the homeless in the name of Jesus. Jerry did not go to Bible college. He is not a reverend. He's not a paid pastor. But you know what he is? A successful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God spoke a vision. He said, I'm going to do it. And he did it. And if you want to participate or donate to that financially, that's incredible soil. But I'm sure people said to Jerry, 
Jerry, you can't do this. You didn't go to Bible school. Jerry, you ain't got no budget for this. Jerry doesn't, but God does. <laughs> Praise God. Let me give you a third one here. Real quickly. I mean real quickly. What attributes Mary exhibited that we should exhibit? Mary honored God with her life. We need to honor God with our lives. Mary didn't let the opinions of others detour her from God's will for her life. Number three. Look at verse 30. Do not be afraid. Number three, Mary showed bravery when she could have given in to fear. Do you know what I've learned over these 20 years that I've walked with the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it takes bravery to serve the Lord. I've just learned that, you know, I know a lot of people with Bible college knowledge, but they didn't succeed because they didn't have bravery. I've seen people that could sing like a bird. They never succeeded in music ministry because they didn't have bravery. I've seen people that had great amounts of knowledge and great amounts of, great amounts of wisdom, but they weren't able to have God's blessings because they didn't move in bravery. They moved in fear. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. God wants you to be brave. God does not want you to have fear. What's Joshua chapter one, verse five say? It says this, I will never leave you nor forsake you, declares the Lord. In that same chapter, God over and over says to Joshua as he's turning over leadership from Moses to Joshua, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Do you know why? <laughs> because a lot of times God calls you and me to fight Goliaths. If I was going to preach to you January 5, 2011, I'd say, what is your Goliath and how can you kill it? Woo! Man, I might have to fly back just to preach that the first Wednesday night in January. What is your Goliath and how are you going to kill it? Because that's what God wants you to do. We all have Goliaths in our life and God says, let's name the Goliath and let's kill it in Jesus' name. Some of you, maybe that Goliath is the spirit of lazy. Woo. It's not that you don't have talent or skills, but you've not done anything for the Lord because you are a potato chip on the couch. <laughs> Maybe there's been something that's gone on in your work and over and over. Listen to me, friends. God wants you to identify the Goliaths in your life and to slay them in Jesus' name. If you've given into a spirit of fear, it's time to be bold. So let me give you these three things as we close here tonight. So we're looking at Mary's life. So we've looked at what part Mary plays in Christmas. We've looked at the attributes she has and, and how we need to exhibit those. And let me give you the last one as we close. So what are the three things that we can learn from Mary's life? What are the three things that when you go out those three sets of doors, you can say, man, this is what Barry talked about. This is what I'm going to be in, put in my life. And this is how I'm going to walk differently starting tomorrow. Let's look at those three things. First of all, number one is that God can use anyone. God chose Mary. But remember, Mary's not God. She was the tool of God. She was the instrument of God. Can you imagine, can you imagine if uh, you had heart surgery and before you went into surgery, the doctor said, 
if we don't have heart surgery, you're going to die. The only chance for you to live is to have heart surgery right now. And then you survive the surgery and begin to pick up the scalpels and the tools and say, thank you, scalpels. Thank you, tools. Well, that'd be idiotic. You'd say thank you to the doctor. And, and when we idolize men and women, not just Mary, Pastor Newby, myself or any pastor, we're thanking the tools, not God. Friend, friends, I want you to see something. God used Mary. He can use anyone. And God wants to use you like never before. If you want to be blessed and challenged, go to Dan Phillips Life Group or Sunday School class. You start learning how close we are to the end times, you're going to be asking God to use you more and more. Let's look at number two as the worship team comes to play real softly. Number two, God, let's look at the second thing I want you to pick up as we leave, is that God uses the, the ordinary and makes the extraordinary. I just feel like the Holy Spirit's just saying this to you and me over and over tonight. God wants you and me to have an extraordinary life. God uses the ordinary. God uses, well, the Bible says the foolish things of this world are used by God to confound the wise. And so tonight, God wants you to know he wants to use you. You don't have to have a great skill of preaching or teaching or singing God has a plan for your life. Let's look at number three as we close here tonight. Number three. Last thing, what can we learn from Mary's life is that God loves this world more than we can comprehend. We cannot comprehend how much he loves this world. You hear me say this a lot at the close of a, a, a message that I'm, I'm speaking. Is that we're all going to die. And, and what blows my mind is that Jesus Christ enjoyed all of heaven. He enjoyed all of glory and willingly he left that and came to earth. Humbly. He did not live like a king on this earth. He came as a vessel. And of course, we know he was crucified and beaten for us. Friends, this Christmas season, I want you to try to grasp how much God loves you. You'll never be able to grasp it, but it's more than we can comprehend. And, and, and as we close here tonight... It is so true what 1 John 3, 1 says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us. And I want to ask you, are you honoring God with your private life, with your thoughts that nobody sees or hears? Are you honoring God when you're all alone? Are you honoring God with how you spend your money, how you spend your time? Are you here tonight and there's a Goliath in your life and you're letting it live instead of defeating it, God says it's time to defeat it. You hear it tonight. And you've just given in to low self-esteem. You've just given in to this, well, I'll never have this. I'll never have that. We'll never be at that level of blessing. We'll never have that in our job. We'll never have that in our family. And God says, stop it. He used Mary. He can use anyone. Amen. Would you bow your hearts with me tonight in prayer? Lord, thank you so much. God, thank you for your word. and.
God, I just thank you.